0: care what an article said. A middle-of-the-day eating window does not work for my body because I, I eat again later, and so I end up with a really long window. So practically, that that isn't useful for me. Even if we had a definitive study that said the ideal eating window is at X time, you know, if that doesn't feel right for my body and fit into my lifestyle, I'm not going to do that.
1: When it came to eating and dieting, I couldn't. I couldn't do it. I interviewed over a thousand women and I said, what did you do? Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. What did you eat? How'd you do it? If you want to learn how to lose weight for life through intermittent fasting, burn fat, and break the bondage of food, then this podcast is for you. I'm Chantelle Ray, author of Waste Away the Chantel Ray Way. And each week I have different guests answering your questions. Remember the thoughts and opinions in this podcast do not constitute medical advice. Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode, and I am so excited for today's guest. I'm a huge fan of her work. She is the author of number one best selling book, uh, Delay Don't Deny, and the co host of the Intermittent Fasting podcast. And she's now doing her own podcast called intermittent fasting stories where she's talking to real people and they are talking about how they do intermittent fasting and how they tweak it to make it work for them she is a wife a mother and a retired teacher welcome jen stevens hi so glad to be here with you today so start by telling us a little bit about your own wellness journey and how it led you to intermittent fasting Yeah.
0: Like a lot of people, I have, you know, quite the diet history. Um, I just turned 50 this summer, so, you know, looking back, in my childhood I was always slim and then I started in in college having to, you know, battle my weight a little bit, the freshman 15 and that sort of thing and, um, you know, had a few tools in my toolbox, calorie counting. I was always fascinated by diets and and diety things even when I didn't need to lose weight. I guess, you know, it's the culture we grew up in with our mother's dieting, right? And so, um, you know, I, I really did everything. I would put on a little weight over the years and then I would take it back off, whatever was the diet of the day. It was maybe low fat in the 90s. You know, I dabbled with different things here and there. But as, you know, the decades came together, as I got into my 30s, 40s, I began to really put on a lot of weight. And, you know, I woke up one day and I was officially obese. You know, I got up to 210 pounds and was really struggling with my weight and not knowing what to do. I was trying all sorts of, um, you know, quick fixes and, you know, I just thought, you know, if I can lose this quickly, everything will be great. And the the sad thing is, you know, there I was, 2014, 210 pounds. I had first read about intermittent fasting probably in around 2009. And, you know, there were several books I read at the time. Um, And I would dabble here and there, but you know, I treated it like it was a quick fix, like everything else. And the weight didn't come off quickly. And I'm sure you know what um, intermittent fasting is not a a quick fix or a, you know, a crash diet. So I would stop and, you know, move on to something else. And then finally, when I had that wake up call in 2014 and I was 210 pounds, I was like, I've got to do something. And, you know, I, I did start with some quick fixes at that point too, but after a few months, I found my way back to intermittent fasting and it stuck that time. You know, I think it was something I read. I can't remember what book gave me the idea, but the idea of weighing daily and calculating your weekly average and only comparing the weekly averages. And so finally I started doing that. And then I could see within all those up and down fluctuations that my weight was going down a little bit week by week, you know, maybe a pound a week. and. I was like, you know, this is working. I need to stick with it. You know, it's not quick, it's not, you know, dramatic. But those, you know, slow weekly losses added up to now I'm down over 80 pounds. And since hitting my goal in um, 2015, I've been able to maintain and even go on to get leaner over time. So, you know, intermittent fasting is definitely a lifestyle, but I, I found my way to it through all the crazy diet roller coaster of, of my
1: past. Awesome. And what kind of uh, eating window do you personally do? And when you are in your fasting windows, talk about what you recommend. Like, are you doing a completely clean fast, Um, like no foods or drinks, um, just water or black coffee? What do you allow yourself to drink during your fast? All right. That's a great question. And I've actually learned
0: a whole lot along the way. Before I wrote my book, um, Delay, Don't Deny, in um, 2016, you know, I had been dabbling in intermittent fasting for a long time. And early on, you know, when I started, everything you read talked about how intermittent fasting was just a strategy for, you know, controlling your calories because everyone agreed that it was all about eating less moving more and having fewer calories so that's how i approached it and when you think about it from that mindset and that paradigm of calories in, calories out then of course all you're going to worry about is calories and so i was drinking diet sodas throughout the fast i was putting stevia in my coffee and I was drinking that off all, all the time. I was drinking flavored waters. And you know, fasting was hard. That may have played a part into why I quit so many times along the way. And then it was only, you know, being being obese that made me say, no, I'm gonna stick to it. And so even though I had to white knuckle my way to my eating window every day, I did it because I was ready to lose the weight. So Even after I lost my first 75 pounds, I was still, you know, having the diet sodas, chewing gum, all those things, you know, the artificial sweeteners during the fast. Then in early 2016, something happened that really changed everything for me. And that is when I read the obesity code by Dr. Jason Fung. I'm sure you've read that. Yes. And and that really taught me, oh, it's not calories in, calories out. It's insulin, and all of those things that I was using during the fast—you know, the stevia, the diet sodas, the sugar-free gum—those were really working against me. Even the flavored waters, the um, you know, with the the fruity and sweet flavors—you know—they would send the message to my brain that food's coming in. Your brain doesn't understand zero calories because our brains are, are wired to work with. Oh, we're having something sweet we must have, you know, calories coming in. I'm going to release some insulin and our brain doesn't understand it's zero calories and no insulin is required. So once I switched over to the clean fast, which I've now started calling it, we we coined that phrase in my Facebook groups over the years and now it's, it's kind of stuck. And um, once we switched, once I switched over to the clean fast, it made all the difference in the world. So I believe that it's best to fast with, you know, black coffee, plain tea, plain water you know right now I've got my San Pellegrino unflavored and um, that's all that I have you know some people are like you know why are bitter flavors okay and that's because the brain does not perceive a bitter flavor as something saying calories are coming in but if your brain thinks you're you're ingesting calories it's going to release the insulin and what I learned from Dr. Fung that was so pivotal was that when you're in a state of high insulin you're not gonna be tapping into your fat stores effectively. And also the insulin causes your blood sugar to crash because that's what insulin does. You know, it, it you know, um, clears your blood glucose away somewhere else. And so then that, that gives you the rebound hunger. You might be shaky. It makes the fast a whole lot harder. So that's, that's the clean fast. Plain water, sparkling water with no flavor, bitter, bitter teas like a plain tea or um, black coffee. And as far as my eating window goes, it's not always the same day to day. It depends on how busy I am. Like right now we're recording this. It's two Eastern time. I haven't eaten yet. I would never um, eat prior to an interview because I'm not as mentally sharp (laughs) after I eat. I'm more like, all right, now it's time to (laughs) like the lion after the kill. Right. Mm -hmm. But um, I usually open my eating window now anytime after three that I feel hungry. You know, maybe I won't feel hungry till five and then I, or I'm really busy, but maybe three o'clock rolls around and I'm like, Oh, I'm a little hungry. I'll have a snack. And then later I have a really good dinner, maybe something a little later to close my window. So on a really, really busy day, my eating window might only be two hours long. That's, that's rare for me now, you know, now that I'm in maintenance, my body needs more food, but typically probably six hours is about, you know, a, a good normal window. I'm not eating for six solid hours. But I make sure to have enough so that I am satisfied at the end of it. You know, last night I ate later than normal because I had a very active day. Um, I, I was doing a lot of physical activity. And so I ate my dinner. And then a couple hours later, I was really genuinely still hungry. So I honored those hunger signals and I had more
1: to eat. Awesome. I loved the way you said that you honored your hunger signals and that's the thing it's even though I'm a huge proponent in intermittent fasting in my book I'm really passionate about recognizing true hunger and that's what I love is that fasting allows you to recognize that true hunger but even in the window that you decide you still have to be looking for that hunger and fullness and for your satiety so that's the thing that a lot of people don't understand sorry to interrupt
0: you know yes just yesterday some I manage some really large Facebook groups. We're at about a quarter of a million (laughs) members from around the world. It's kind of astonishing. But someone was like, are you really eating whatever you want? And I'm like, well, here's the thing you have to understand. Eating whatever you want does not mean eat as much as you can possibly feel like eating because you know maybe it's really good to eat ice cream you're enjoying it but you don't eat the whole pint of ice cream because your body doesn't need a pint of ice cream you have a little bit of ice cream so you're eating what you want but not unlimited amounts you still have to say i've had enough of that and stop eating and that's what intermittent fasting allows you to get back in touch with those satiety signals the the, i've had enough but you've got to (laughs) listen you can't ignore them
1: (laughs) yes so if you had to answer if someone said to you let's pretend like clean eating was like lean meats fruits and vegetables okay and if you said out of my diet would you say 60 40 70 30 80 20 meaning what percentage of the time would you be eating very clean and what percentage would you be eating just whatever you truly want just as an estimate
0: yeah i don't know that i could answer that i um I don't really think about food that way anymore I've gotten to the point where I just I just eat food you know last night I did have some ice cream because my son's birthday was two days ago and we had some in the house and I was like I'm still hungry I'm gonna have a little ice cream and I don't I don't judge it as this is an unclean food and I'm gonna let it in I just really eat what what's there and what looks good now my body does ask for vegetables more than it ever did before and I think um, One thing that it's important to understand is our bodies send a signal for nutrients. You know, like if, for example, I went out after this call and went to McDonald's and got a big Mac and had a Coke and have some fries, that would be a big load of calories, right? That had very little (laughs) nutritional value. So it might physically make me full, but it would be very unsatisfying nutritionally. And I have found over time that if I don't feed my body sufficient nutrients, my body keeps asking for more food. You know, the, the whole idea of being overfed yet undernourished is, is a problem that we fit into in, in today's society. It's, it's a huge problem, you know, because we're constantly eating things that are devoid of nutrients. So I, I work really hard to get nutrients into my diet daily. You know, I eat a variety of vegetables, but I don't think about, you know, like if I open my window with cheese and crackers, that's perfectly fine. And I'm, I'm not worried about that at all.
1: Awesome, yeah, I agree. And your body will tell you, in my book, I talk about the fact that like my my son, anytime he has a little bit of a cold, he doesn't, he just says, mom, can I have some orange juice? Yeah. He literally is like, or can I have some oranges? His body is telling him he needs vitamin C. Now he never like, it's literally subconscious. Your body's saying, this is what I'm craving. So listening to what your body's craving it will tell you what it's mm-hmm. kind of lacking. Like when I'm lacking iron, I know I'm, I might crave a steak or, right, or so too. forth. Right, me too, a burger, big burger. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, so talk about just, I want you to talk a little bit more in depth because I ask all my guests to take me through a day in the life of Jen. Like what did you eat yesterday exactly? What time did you start? And kind of what time did you end? Okay.
0: Well, yesterday was different, like I said, because I, I had a very big eating window because I was starving. But yesterday, we um, just bought a new house. And so we moved into that a month ago. But our old house, is we took it off the market for the move. It's going back on the market. So I had to go in and clean the whole house <laughs> to get it ready for photos being taken today. It was just freshly painted inside. And oh my gosh, it was a huge mess. So I worked really hard for about seven hours physically. I was you know, lifting and mopping and vacuuming and scrubbing and cleaning. And I mean, I didn't stop for seven hours. So that was, a, a, but I did it all in the fasted state. You know, I I kept myself hydrated, but I worked really, really hard. So I came home and I was hungry. (laughs) And at about, I don't know, maybe four o'clock, maybe five, somewhere in there. I had, I did have cheese and crackers. I had some fresh mozzarella that was left over from something I made recently. And I had some, um, some crackers that like, I get those that are like the organic Ritz crackers. So they're, they're, you know, they're, they're processed, but you know, they were organic, but, um, so I ate cheese and crackers and then I was still hungry. So I had some roasted broccoli left from a couple days before. So I had some roasted broccoli, um, after that and then maybe at about mm, six o'clock my husband came in and he's like are you gonna start making dinner I need to go do some things So I started making dinner we had um I One of the sponsors of Intermittent Fasting Stories is Plated, and I, I love Plated, and I've been using it since way before they sponsored my podcast. I started using them in 2016. Um, and I'm a big believer in those meal delivery services. That, you know, They send you all the fresh ingredients, and you, you make the, um, the foods from scratch. You're still cooking. You just don't have to go to the grocery store. So last night's meal was a, a veggie um, it was supposed to be a tostada, but we like to wrap them up instead. So you know, it was made with. I had to slice up some onions and some tomatoes and zucchini, and what else was in there? I can't remember. But it was mushrooms. So you know, starting with all those raw vegetables, slicing them up, roasting them. It had some some Mexican cheese. Um, oh, it had some corn with it that was delicious so you know that's what we had for dinner then um i, you know, I ate just enough at the time and i was satisfied but then a couple hours later i was hungry again i also had you know a glass of wine with dinner and then i relaxed in the bathtub after dinner with my glass of wine <laughs> but then later like i said i was really hungry so i had um, some chocolate ice cream and then just a handful of crackers along with that because i got it in with something salty I I can't end with sweet. That's just something about me.
1: Awesome. Well, let's jump right into the listener questions. And this first one is from Maggie in Dover. I read an article online that says our bodies spend much of the day under the control of a sympathetic branch of our nervous system, which controls our fight, fight or flight response. So during the day, our bodies are naturally a little more stressed. At the night... It's our parasympathetic system that kicks in and controls our digestion, meaning it's better to eat at night. Then I read a different article that said it's better to eat your bigger meal during the day so you can burn off some of the foods you eat. I'm trying to do one meal a day, but every time I read a new article, I switch from eating lunch to dinner. Who do I know, who is right, and who to believe? Maggie and Dover.
0: That's a great question. (laughs) You know. You'll read so many confusing things. And my best advice is to make intermittent fasting fit into your life. Do you feel better when you eat dinner? If so, go by that. You know, if you feel better eating your meal, even, you know, if you feel better with a breakfast window, eat breakfast. If you feel better eating in the middle of the day, you'll know, you know, for me, an evening eating window is what works the best because as I've already mentioned today, once i eat you know i'm like that that lion after the kill i want to just sit around <laughs> i don't want to be active so if i had my main meal at lunch i would not be very productive for the rest of the day and that's not and then i also find myself dragging and then i also get really hungry again maybe 8 hours later and so you know like there have been days when i'm like i'm going to have my big lunch today cuz i have an event and that's going to be my one meal And I'm not going to eat again and I feel great and I I might be a little draggy, but I'm still fine. And then about 8 p.m., I'm starving and I have to eat again because I'm really, really hungry and I don't sleep well if I'm hungry. So for me, I don't care what an article said. A middle of the day eating window does not work for my body because I, I eat again later. And so I end up with a really long window. So practically that, that isn't useful for me. Even if we had a definitive study that said the ideal eating window is at X time, you know, if that doesn't feel right for my body and fit into my lifestyle, I'm not going to do that because we can, you know, chase perfection when really do what works best for you. And that's why an evening eating window is fine for me. You know, there's also a train of thought that, that you didn't mention that an early window, early in the day is better because of circadian rhythms. That's a train of thought out there that a lot of people have really, you know, latched onto. Um, and it, it might be true, but I've yet to see a study where they compare a morning eating window to an evening eating window, all other things being equal. You know, they have a morning eating window compared to an all day eating window. And of course, which one was better? Well, the morning window was better than the eating all day, but we don't have a study where everything is kept the same. So theoretically, perhaps it would be better to eat at a certain time. You know, you'll certainly read that and hear it, but I'm living in the world and I'm okay to, to make it work for me and eat when it feels right to me.
1: I love that, and I just love your your philosophy because I have the same one of, like, listen to your body. We're all different, and you've got to listen to what you do. For me personally, sometimes, because I do have a lot of lunch appointments, right, and so— I love going out to eat. So if I have the choice to have someone else's cooking or my own, I'm always gonna choose someone else's. So I kind of flip flop. So I'll go, if I'm going out to lunch, I'll be like, I'll just have lunch and then I'll either have a snack at dinner or nothing at dinner, depending on, you know, how hungry or full I am. But I think a lot of people just forget to talk about your hunger and fullness. (laughs) You know, it's like, okay, am I hungry? Am I full? And as you know, I've interviewed over a thousand women and most of them that I've interviewed, they would I would say they most of them eat at night and most of them, the thinnest ones that I've interviewed have a snack. Around like two o'clock, they have something small, like they'll have like a Greek yogurt, a little bit of peanut butter, whatever it is, like a two hundred calorie. Doesn't matter. This, they're not counting calories, but right. they're just if you had to estimate, they're eating something around 200, 200 calories, and then they're eating whatever they want for dinner, and that's this. It's a one snack and a one dinner, and those are the thinnest people that I've interviewed, and and that, mm-hmm, yeah, it's very true.
0: Yeah, so, you know, I I do think we get caught up in the whole, this is what we think is right. You know, like, I think some of the, the recommendations to eat early have to do with insulin sensitivity being, you know, better early in the day. But some of the studies that that's founded on were people who were eating all day long. So they were eating all day long and their insulin sensitivity was better in the morning. Well, by the end of the day, they've been eating all day. (laughs) So you can't draw any conclusions from that. That, anyway, it's, it's so very complicated when you, when you dig down into it and you've just got to do what feels right to you. You know, the, the listener question said, um, you know, do you want to eat so that then you can burn off that food? I think that's a faulty way of looking at it because I'm burning off something all day long when I'm in the fasted state, you know, you're going to eat it, you're going to burn it off. It's going to happen. You don't have to like burn it off immediately after you eat it. It's
1: not gonna all just like turn to fat in your body. <laughs> I'm so excited that my second edition book came out and I've added a ton of new content with actual transcripts from a bunch of thin eaters that I interviewed. Go to Amazon or go to ChantalRayWay.com and you'll get a bunch of free gifts when you buy the book. We also have a new video course featuring all the thin eaters coming out. So go to ChantalRayWay.com for more. If you're wanting to take yourself to the next level, everyone needs a coach. Every professional player has a coach. We want to come alongside you and help you in your journey. Go to chantalrayway.com slash coaching. Now back to the show. Okay, this next one is from Michaela in Westchester. Hey, Chantal, I've listened to your Thin Eater interviews online, and almost all of them say that they have coffee with a little creamer in the morning, and they don't have their first meal till one or two. But on the other podcast, you say it's best to drink black coffee. If it's not what the Thin Eaters do, should I do it? Also in the interviews, it seems like most of the girls had a medium-sized meal to large, and then one snack like fruit and yogurt. So that's more like one meals plus a snack. Will one meal and one snack bring me better results? Or do you think two small meals will be better? That's funny. This is, this is just what I was talking about. Well, you
0: know, as far as the coffee with creamer, you know, that's getting your digestion started. So for me, you know, that, that puts you into – you're not fasting anymore. You're having really – a what. Is a low calorie diet. You know, can people lose weight on a low calorie diet? Yes. You know, people lose weight on low calorie diets all the time, and you have to work really hard to stick to that low calorie diet to maintain it. I don't work very hard, it's not hard for me. You know, I drink my black coffee. I don't have to think about what I'm eating. I can have a large snack and a large meal if, if I need it that day. So if you're trying to fast, I would recommend that you fast. You know, there are hormonal and metabolic benefits that come along with the fasted state that you lose the minute you put creamer in your coffee or cream or milk or anything like that. You know, like I said, I learned that from for the first time when I read the Obesity Code back in 2016, and it really changed everything for me. I also know I'm so much more hungry, you know, if I have a little something like that, you know, a little cream in the coffee, a little, you know, whatever. Um, it was very striking once you once you embrace the clean fast and realize how great that feels. You know, I remember a Thanksgiving, it might have been 2017, you know, I think it was 2016, I don't know, one of those years. It was Thanksgiving and my son and his girlfriend, who's now his wife, or were at home from college, and They were having, you know, something early in the day. I'm like, well, I'm just gonna have a little coffee and cream. I'm at my goal weight. I can have it. It's not a big deal. I can have whatever I want. I'm opening my window early. I mean, I knew I was opening my window early, but I was just gonna have the coffee and cream and then, you know, eat later. Well, after having that, very soon I'm starving. So I'm like, now I gotta eat all the things because I'm really hungry now. So that just illustrates for me, you know, that's a kind of hunger I don't get when I'm sticking to the black coffee. It's really a different kind of hunger. So anybody that's not sure, I would like to challenge you to stick to the, the clean fast for at least a month. Let your body really adjust to that. And then, you know, you're like, well, this cream isn't causing me a problem. Try it and see and I bet you'll, you'll see the difference.
1: Yeah. And the people that I'm interviewing, these are people who have been thin their whole life. Right. They've never been on a diet. So they're also not trying to lose weight. Excuse me. Sorry. But they're not trying to lose weight. This is when I ask, when I choose who I'm interviewing, I literally say, have you ever been on a diet? And if they say yes, they're not a candidate for my pool. So these are people who've been thin their whole life. They are not trying to lose weight at all. And so I've interviewed them and literally pulled out every piece. And it's very interesting that, that this person has noted that because I asked them, what do you have for breakfast? What do you have for lunch? What do you have for dinner? And the majority of them do have coffee with cream. But again, they're in maintenance mode, so they're not trying to lose any they're not weight. they so. either. They're just they're just having. That's
0: what they do. That's what they're. I also think those of us that have been overweight do have. I mean, we are. My body was very insulin resistant. You know, I had the abdominal obesity, and you know that you get. I was really big around the middle. All of a sudden. And I I think we have to be a little more careful. Those of us Mm -hmm. that have come from obesity, you know, my body could get back there. Mm -hmm. So I have to work to keep my insulin low.
1: Yes. All right. This next one's from Ava in Memphis. I've been intermittent fasting for about a year now. I was losing weight pretty steadily, but now it seems like I've hit a plateau. Do you know why this might be happening and what are some tricks that can kickstart the weight loss again?
0: Well, I wish I had some more info from Ava because that would really help. You know, it's possible that she could be at a weight where her body's happy. You know, sometimes the weight where we naturally settle is not the weight where we want to be. You know, think about the whole, you know, we've learned about the bell curve when we were in in school and the whole spectrum of sizes that we just are naturally somewhere along there. You know, maybe her body's happy point is higher than, than her brain would like it to be, and it's hard to work against, you know what your body wants. But let's say that she's at a weight that's that's higher than she wants to be. And maybe she's, I'm assuming she's probably doing the eating window approach. She didn't say, but that's a very typical one. We find that a lot of women specifically, because um, most of our group is made of women, but a lot of women will plateau at a weight that's higher than they prefer. On the um, daily eating window approach, also known as time restricted eating, and so it might be time for them to pull out the um, up and down day strategy. I talk I have a chapter on this in Delay Don't Deny. Also, you know, alternate daily fasting is another name for it. You may have heard of five two or four three. It's where you have down days. Balanced with up days, there was just a big study that came out recently about alternate daily fasting. In fact, and you know the health outcomes um, that go along with it, the positive health outcomes. So, you know the daily eating window approach is a really great strategy. But sometimes people's bodies will adjust to that. You know our bodies like something called homeostasis; we like to stay the same. Our body can adjust and say, "Here we are, we're staying," and that's when you plateau. So you're going to have to shake things up, and the up and down day pattern really does help um, for a lot of women especially men too it helps for men too but if you're stuck at a weight and you you are confident that you know you're going to be you you should be able to lose more weight then try the up and down day
1: strategy Okay, this is from Diane in Atlanta. I'm doing a six-hour eating window. I've done it for two weeks, and I've only lost two pounds. I'm not eating very clean during the window. How quickly after I start intermittent fasting can I expect to lose weight? I'm a super impatient person. What am I doing wrong?
0: You're all oh, the only thing you're doing wrong Diane is expecting that you would have lost more than 2 pounds in 2 weeks that's the only thing you're doing wrong first of all your body is still adapting to intermittent fasting in in 2 weeks you've not adjusted your fat burning enzymes are not fully activated you're probably not really tapping into your fat stores yet and so first of all intermittent fasting is a whole lot more difficult before your body adjusts to the fast so be aware of that but you know you're probably not really tapping into your fat stores yet so a pound a week is typical once your body adjusts but really don't expect to lose weight any more quickly than that and as I mentioned before daily weighing with weekly averaging only compare the weekly averages so at this point you're two weeks in your weekly average should be down by two pounds if you're lucky. I mean, during the adjustment phase, some people even gain weight because since your body is not adjusted yet to fat burning during the fast, it's typical for you to be extra hungry during your eating window and you may overeat you know, to, com- you know, to compensate for that because you're not well-fueled. Once your body adjusts to tapping into your fat stores during the fast, you are well-fueled. You know, yesterday when I was working all throughout my house, I was able to work with plenty of energy. My body was well-fueled. Of course, I got home and I was a little extra hungry, so I ate more food because my body let me know I needed more fuel. The same thing's happening if you're not adjusted to intermittent fasting. Your body's like, eat more food. So Some people actually gain weight at first. Once you adapt, you should, you should be better. You won't be as hungry. You're not going to have that overeat feeling as much, and your satiety signals will get back into balance.
1: Hmm. All right, this next one is from Gail in Seattle. I have lost 50 pounds doing intermittent fasting and I've gained 20 of it back. I was at 200 and I got down to 150 and now I'm at 170 and I have mainly stayed around the 170 mark. 170 seems like my happy place and my boyfriend says that this is my set point and this is the weight range which my body is programmed to function at its best. He says that this is where my body is going to fight to maintain that weight range. In the first few weeks, I might keep losing, but I'm always going to get back to 170. Do you agree?
0: That's certainly a possibility. I discussed that a few minutes ago, that you know, if your body really wants to stay at a certain weight, it's hard to work against that. But I would want you to think about what you're drinking during your fast. Because let me tell you a story about me. You know, I talked about how I lost 75 pounds, and then I read the obesity code, and then I realized about the clean fast. What I didn't mention, and I do talk about this in my book, and I've told this story you know, many times, just not today, um, I had started to regain weight. You know, I I dropped 75 pounds, and then over the next months, I was regaining. I regained eight pounds of that 75-pound loss. I was not fasting clean. I didn't know about it. I thought it was calories in, calories out. I was putting the stevia. I was, you know, I thought it was all the calories. Um, I was having the diet sodas. Then I read the obesity code and then I went, okay, I've got to do this. So the day I started fasting clean, not only did fasting get easier, but I lost those eight pounds and then went on to lose more. I was a size four, but my fours were getting tight. And now in that same um, brand of jeans, I'm a size zero. So, the clean fast made all the difference. So, if you're not fasting clean, that's that's what I would bet is why you're regaining because that's exactly what happened to me. Because if you're not fasting clean, you're low-calorie dieting. And when you do low-calorie dieting, you miss out on the metabolic and hormonal benefits of the clean fast. you know, able to tap into your fat stores. Your body knows you have plenty of fuel on hand. Your body doesn't panic, and you don't have the rebound weight gain. So... If you are clean fasting and your weight is going up, that is something to think about. Also, you know, something stressful going on or you're not sleeping. If you started taking medication linked to weight gain, it could just be your body's set point. But I would really look to the fast and make sure you're fasting clean. And if if the answer is no, then congratulations. I wish you, I think you have found it. And I think you will be able to get back down to where you were before. If you start with the clean fast, give it some time.
1: All right, last question, Hannah in Omaha. One of my friends told me if she's trying to lose weight, she goes down to two days out of the week she does OMAD, one meal a day. I'm trying to do the same thing. Do you think that just doing OMAD two days a week and not seven days a week will still give me the results that I'm looking for? Also, do you think I'll keep losing weight even though I'm eating really unhealthy foods during my one meal a day?
0: Well, I don't know if doing that twice a week would give you results or not. I know it would not have given me results, but um, it might. You know, if, if you're maintaining eating normally all the time, then maybe switching two days to one meal a day, you will lose weight. So you just have to try it and see. Now, as far as, you know, eating the really unhealthy things, I think that's part of the process for a lot of us. You know, my book is called Delay, Don't Deny. And so many of us denied things for so many years when we were dieting because those were, you know, quite bad foods and and whatever. But I don't want you to think about, you know, long-term that that is how I mean for you to eat. Some people get really confused. They're like, well, Jen said don't deny, so I'm going to have, you know. I'm like, well, no, it's more nuanced than that. You still want to make sure to feed your body nutritious foods. You know, yesterday I ate a lot of nutritious foods, even though there was some ice cream in there and some crackers. And so I would not think that I should, you know, do two, two meals of really unhealthy foods. Get some healthy foods in there too. And then have the foods, you know, that you crave, have a little bit of those too. That's important. Your body is craving nutrients. So it really all depends also on what you're doing those other five days.
1: Yeah, for me, when I when I'm I usually do two meals a day, um, but if I am trying to lose weight, I will do do one meal a day, like two or three times a a week, and that does help me to lose weight. But I'm still intermittent. It's not like the rest of the time I'm eating every two hours. I'm still. I'm always in a six-hour window or less. For me, I can't do an eight-hour window. If I do eight hours, I'm going to gain weight. So for me, I do a six-hour window. And if I feel like things are creeping up, then I do maybe, you know, two uh, two or three days. I might just do one meal a day, and I'll start seeing things move. Well, tell listeners where they can go and follow you and your work.
0: All right. Well, if you go to JenStevens.com, you can, that's my website, G-I-N s-t-e-p-h-e-n-s and there are links to you know all sorts of things there um my main book is called delay don't deny living an intermittent fasting lifestyle and i have a second book called feast without fear which is about food it's not another intermittent fasting book but it's it's a book about you know why we're all different when it comes to what foods work well for you you know like your friend who did great on keto but you did not or you do well vegetarian but know your other friend did not so we're all different when it comes to what we eat so you know just go go to my website and check out my books my podcasts one of them is intermittent fasting stories if you want to hear from real people who have adapted intermittent fasting into their lifestyles that's the one you want Um, a new episode comes out every thursday and my other podcast with co-host melanie avalon the intermittent fasting podcast comes out every monday
1: Awesome. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so much for joining us today. Well, thank you for having me. And if you have a question that you want answered, go to questions at chantalrayway.com. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.